Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones, and this is episode 82 of the Photography Side Hustle podcast. So this week, I've been answering lots of questions from podcast listeners in the Facebook group and also on Messenger. If you have a problem and you need help with it, just ask away. I really enjoy doing it, so don't feel like you're putting me out. I enjoy it. Okay, this week's episode is how to get great results using Flash. In last week's episode, I mentioned the problem of overexposing highlights outdoors. Well, that is a problem if you shoot in the middle of the day. The simplest thing to do is just change your shoot time and shoot later in the day. Golden hour is perfect for this just before sunset. Now, it doesn't need to be sunny for the highlights to be blown out in a photograph. Even on overcast days when the sky is grey, the sky can still be blown out and have zero detail in it. So why does this happen? Well, if you're taking a portrait outdoors, you're going to focus on the subject's eye. The camera then meters that area around the eye and makes sure that the face and the body of the subject are exposed perfectly. But the extremes in the frame, like the light grey sky, will have no detail at all. The sky will be overexposed and blown out. If you reduce the amount of light coming into the camera by using a faster shutter speed, the sky will have more detail. When you do this, the subject will be underexposed, and that's not good. So your sky will look correct, but your subject, the person in the image, will look dark with no detail in it. So in some situations like this one, you can't have the subject and the sky both exposed perfectly. And like I said in the last episode, you can take two photos, one exposed for the sky, one exposed for your subject, and then you can blend them together in Photoshop or Lightroom. Now, this is where a flash can make your life so much easier. So how to get a perfect exposure? Let's start with the flash. I won't be covering off-camera flash equipment in this episode. If you want more info on this, let me know and I'll take you through it in the Facebook group. Or you can listen to episode number 18 back in, I think that was August 2021. And that was called Honor Off-Camera Flash. Okay, so I'm going to take you through setting up a basic speed light. That's the type of flash that you can put on your camera. If you have studio lights that can be used outside, don't worry, the setup is the same, apart from using them on the camera, of course. Like They're a bit too heavy. If you shoot in a wedding or an event, chances are that your flash is going to be mounted on the camera. But whenever possible, like a family portrait shoot, use the flash off camera. You'll get better results and you'll be able to get more creative with the light. So with speed light flashes, you have two modes, TTL and manual. TTL stands for through the lens. So it's through the lens metering. When you use this, you're letting the camera decide on the amount of light used in the image. Now it works well in most situations, but for a portrait shoot, it might not give you the results that you're looking for. You won't have total control. The simplest way to go about using your flash is in manual mode. In manual, you can set the amount of light that the flash puts out when it flashes. The settings can be as low as 128th all the way up to 1 to 1, which is full power. So the settings are 128, 164th, 132nd, 116th, 1/8th, 1/4th, half, and 1 full power. Now, each of these steps is one stop of light. So if it's set at half, it's twice the amount of light as a quarter. And one eighth is half the amount of one quarter. Now, if these settings are either too much or too little light, you can use flash compensation to allow you to fine tune the light. But 
you can solve the problem faster just by moving your light closer to the subject or pulling it away. So taking the photo. Okay, so you're in a local park with your subject sitting on a large rock overlooking a lake. You realize that you need to use a flash to get a perfectly lit photo. These are the steps you can take. So number one, set the ISO as low as it will go, like 100 or 50 or 64, whatever it is. 100's fine. Number two, set the aperture to the depth of field that you want. Take a photo of the subject with the flash turned off. You're going to balance your light meter. The subject will be correctly exposed, perfectly lit, but the sky will be blown out. Number four, now change the shutter speed to higher numbers. Crank it up. If the first shot was set at 400, turn it up to 800 and take another photo. Keep checking the detail in the sky as you do this. So jack it up from 400 to 800. Check the detail in the LCD. As you speed up the shutter speed, the sky will go darker and have more detail. You're going to continue to speed up your shutter speed and keep taking photos until the sky has lots of detail and it isn't overexposed. You can get some really moody skies, like dark clouds. They look amazing in portraits. Number seven, this is where you turn the flash on. Set the power, say, to one-eighth. Take a photo. Check the subject's face. Is it exposed properly? If it's too dark, you need more light, so try one-quarter power. If the subject is overexposed and too light, drop it down to one sixteenth. Again, check the subject. Once you've got the subject correctly lit, start shooting. It's really simple. Take some shots with the flash off. Keep increasing the shutter speed until the sky looks perfect and the subject is underexposed, nice and dark. Then turn the flash on and adjust the power settings until the subject is correctly lit. It's very simple. It's like setting up for two images. One for the background and then lights for the subject. This is the same technique, but with different subjects. Now, there are photographers that make an awful lot of money taking very cool and moody photos of cars, trucks and motorcycles. They're the photos that look like they were taken down a dark alley and the bike is perfectly lit. Well, now you can produce that type of image using this process. Because vehicles have a shiny body, nice shiny paint, you need to spend a little more time setting your lighting up to reduce reflections. When you take a picture and there's a huge lit area that you don't want, just change the angle of your lights and you'll be fine. Now, you might think that you're going to need multiple lights, but you can actually get great results with just one light. As long as the camera is on a tripod and it and the vehicle don't move, you can take multiple photos with the flash in different positions. Then you merge them together when you're doing your editing. So let's go through that setup. Set your ISO as low as it'll go. Set your aperture to get the depth of field that you want. Take a photo of your subject with the flash turned off. The subject will be correctly exposed. Now change the shutter speed to higher numbers. If the first shot was 320, turn it up to 800 and take another photo. Keep checking the detail in the background. As you speed up the shutter, the background will go darker and you'll have less detail. Continue to speed up the shutter and take a photo until the background is nice and dark and moody. Now, this is where you turn your flash on. Set it, say, to one-eighth or half, whatever you want. We'll say one-eighth power and take a photo. Check the vehicle. Is it exposed properly? If it's too dark, you need more light. So try one-quarter power. 
If the subject is overexposed or too light, drop the power of the flash down to 1 16th. Once you've got that vehicle lit correctly, start shooting. If you intend to take a few shots with just one light and merge them, light just one side of the vehicle, take a shot. Then move it to the other side and take another shot. Maybe put the light aiming at the front of the vehicle. Take another shot and just merge these when you're doing your editing and you'll get a perfectly lit vehicle, bike, truck, car, whatever it is. Anything you can think of that you're taking pictures of, you can use this technique. Another example for this technique to be used in is real estate. It's going to work when you're taking photos inside the home. When you take a shot, say, of a kitchen and the view through the windows are blown out, so that you take the picture, everything in the kitchen's good, but the windows are all just, you can't see what's in the garden outside. You turn the flash off and adjust the shutter speed until the view through the window is fully detailed. It's just beautiful. Nice green yard, if that's what they've got. Then turn the flash on and adjust the flash for the room. Again, it's like taking two photos. You adjust your shutter speed for the outside and your light for the inside. Now you can use a flash. You can control and manipulate light and create anything you want. Once you get your head around this, it's, it's and it's really simple to get your head around, you can think of using it in multiple situations. It's, it's so easy and you can get very creative. Now, here's a tip if you shoot weddings or engagements. Take a photo of the couple at sunset. With the flash off, take some photos until you get the sunset perfect. Then turn the flash on and adjust the light until the couple is lit correctly. Then start shooting. Now, I know there isn't a beautiful sunset every night. But if there is one, make sure you use it. The results can be breathtaking. Okay, I think that's enough waffle for one episode. I hope you found it useful. If you have any questions, you can get in touch through the Facebook group. And if you give this technique a try, please post the images in the Facebook group. I'd really love to see them. All right, I'll be back next week. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.